Hey, good afternoon, guys, and welcome back to Daily Gains. This is Pastor Jir. And I'm Pastor Joseph. Bah, 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 bah. <laughs> Step on into our gym. We're going to jump into Proverbs chapter 4 again. We are in the ESV. We're picking up in chapter 4, verse 10. Hear my son and accept my words. Hear my son and accept my words. That the years of your life may be many. That the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of uprightness. And I have led you in the paths of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instructions. Do not let go. Keep hold of instructions and do not let go. Guard her for she is your life. Guard her for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not enter the path of the wicked. And do not walk in the way of the evil. And do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Avoid it and pass it on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. They have robbed of sleep unless they've made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. For they eat the bread of wickedness and they drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. Which shines brighter and brighter until full day. Which, bright, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. They do not know what they stumble over. May God add a blessing to the reading, the doing, and the hearing of his word. Amen. Numbers 10 through 19. Another one of hearing and accepting, Mm -hmm. as well as being humbled to the place of being taught. Mm Mm-hmm. Verse 13 for me was the one that really spoke out. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. And it's the last part, for she is your life. Mm-hmm. Um, life is so fragile. And um, not just for you and me, and it is, because <laughs> we both have our own health issues. But just the knowledge that war can start and break out in any place, at any time, and life is lost, just as training accidents in the military occur, and car accidents occur on freeways, and life is lost. And to know that God's made it clear for us that if we're willing to hold on to instructions, Any decision 
can impact the way you live your life in the long term. I know there's the, the TV show, What If, and it's not new anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's just that thinking of um, um, the decisions we make do, those small decisions do impact the way we live long term. Yes, mm-hmm. the big decisions of coming to Christ and being baptized and getting married, having kids, staying single, you know, to do missions and live on fire for God. Those decisions um, are something that we have to be intentional to take to God, as well as being close and in his word so that we are actually following his instruction and not just doing what we want and asking God to bless it. So that to me is what I'm wrestling with today. Mm. This afternoon is she is your life. And just it. Yeah, I am. Um, I'll pull back the curtain here and let people know that today is December the 7th as we're recording this, the Pearl Harbor Day. But for my family, December 7th was also the day that we had a house fire back in 1996. And uh, since that time, you know, that displaced our family for about seven or eight months. When you talk about things that can happen suddenly and then change your life, mm-hmm. whether it's a sneak attack from a, a national power or a house fire that happens to start because of some faulty wiring, these things aren't on our schedules. They're not on our plan or we can't, all we can do is, you know, get insurance and try to have good walls. We can't actually plan for these except to hold on to what is most important. And in this, in this chapter in particular, the father figure here starts in the first part that we talked about yesterday. And his whole injunction is, listen to what I'm giving to you because this is what you need. This is going to give you good things. I received good things. This is the legacy. Take it on my word that I'm handing you the best of what I've received. Here, he continues in that vein, but he's going to start a contrast. Um, verse 12 jumped out to you, or was it verse three, 13? That was 13. 13. Okay, so 12, I really like the imagery in 12. If you walk, you will not, your foot will not be hampered. Mm-hmm. And if you run, you will not stumble. This is a classic proverbial uh, parallel where he starts with walking and he's going to end with running. He starts with being hampered, you know, kind of being something grabbed onto my foot or something. And he ends with stumbling. And there's, there's an action and there's a motion and movement that he expects his son to be doing through life. Mm. I don't want you to just be walking. I don't want you to only experience, I don't think you're only going to experience your clothes being snagged as you're walking, but I expect that you're going to start walking and you're going to end running. And the danger in running is you may fall. Here's the thing. The reason you really need this is because this is your life and this will keep you from falling. And he's going to go on in later chapters saying, even when you fall, this is going to pick you back up and place you back on your feet. But he ends with this too, because he contrasts this. And this is the only place where he really contrasts in this chapter the way of the evil with the way of the wise. And the evil, he describes in this way. He says, they eat, uh, their bread is 
wickedness. is wickedness and they drink the wine of violence. Mm-hmm. They can't sleep unless they hurt someone. They, they lie awake at night, unable to fall asleep because they haven't caused someone to fall. Mm. Their path is cloaked in darkness and they cannot see what they're falling over. Mm. But for you, holding on to this, your path, your foot's not going to be hampered. You're not going to stumble because your path, every step you take, it's like the dawn, it's like the morning sunrise. Every step you take, your path is going to become clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer. Why? Because you have held on to wisdom and you are giving attention to, you're considering the path of your feet that you don't step off this into the way of the wicked. This is why it keeps you. This is what I want to hand you. I think that that kind of contrast is, it seems a little bit, I don't know, caricatured Mm -hmm. to me. I've grown up with the Proverbs. So in some ways, this kind of good idea, bad idea from Animaniacs, (laughs) it's silly, right? (laughs) But... As, as you know, someone who's in midlife now, I look at this and as I stop to consider the contrast that's being drawn here, mm-hmm. it's much more instructive to me now than it was then. And, you know, the goal that I have for my kids, the goals I have for the people that I'm shepherding is that they would be further along in their life than I am when they reach the age that I am now. Wherever I am, I want them to be further along this path by the time they get to where I am. Amen. I, I fully agree. So, I mean, that, that's been my heart um, for those I've discipled, those that, um, you know, are in my household, those that uh, go to the church that I'm in. I believe feeding the sheep is one of those things where you want them to be stronger and better than you are. I believe that making disciples, not just making converts, but making disciples means that this learning um, should lead to um, a more or deeper relationship with God, a deeper relationship with siblings in Christ. Mm -hmm. We have now that, that, they are able to stand on our shoulders. And I, I will say one of my concerns is with so much noise out there, we have to be intentional on sharing the good news as well as the truth and also the things that we know to be true in our relationship with God. And that's, yeah. you know, that's why we're wrestling with this right now is to, and not keeping it a secret and <laughs> <laughs> recording it. It's, it's, to be able to share it with others. So that we can be corrected. Because our blunders as we take these steps can be shown up and we can look back and say, oh, well, there's where I, there's where wisdom eluded me. Let me pursue her more ardently. Yes. And this challenges me as well as you. This does. This is sharpening. And so I want to encourage others to do the same. Don't think you can't. You can easily whether it's in a small group or whether it's, you know, in a community group at your church or, but you can go through scripture together. You can wrestle with it and look yes. at how we're going to apply this and then share that with others, whether it be in notes and journals, 
a podcast, a YouTube. For me, as long as it's done unto the glory of God, that's the only thing that will make it into eternity. Mm-hmm. Only things that we do for Christ will last. That's mm-hmm. it. Everything else doesn't matter. It's going to burn. Yeah. There's, um, there's two things I want to point out. One of the goals that we have here, too, is to help you, our listener, be a better student of the scriptures, be a better reader of the scriptures. Uh, so I want to take just a second and tell you the reason we split up this proverb into the three parts that we did is that there's a natural break where at the beginning of each of these three sections, yesterday's, today's, and tomorrow's, the father is going to readdress his son. He starts by saying, my son, listen, in, in, in verse 1. Here in verse 10, he turns back to his son and speaks directly again, addressing his son by the name. We're going to start tomorrow afternoon with a verse that does similarly. That's one thing. Um, look for those kind of things because there, there will typically be themes that you can identify and, and look as, at it as a whole chunk between these, which is why we did break it up this way, why we were looking for a common theme or a comparison or contrast in these verses that we've pulled out of the chapter. Um, secondly, you know, again, I want to encourage you as you're looking at the way that Hebrew poetry and parallelism works. You take a verse like, they cannot sleep unless they have caused someone harm. They can't close their eyes. Sleep eludes them unless they've um, caused someone to fall. Take that idea and flip it over on its head. What would it say? They can only sleep. They fall asleep quickly, knowing that they've caused pain. They, they're out cold as soon as they've hurt people. It is helpful when you're looking at poetry to look at both the positive and sort of the negative image and say, what's here, what's not here, that as I look at this full picture, I can better understand what's going on. Because this kind of literature draws us in to look at it more closely and to turn it and to turn it again and see what's there. Um, Pro tip, encourage you to continue doing that. Hear my son and accept my words, that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the paths of brightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Keep hold of instruction and do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not walk in the way of the evil. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of the wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Father in heaven, we ask that you, that you would remind us of your words throughout this day and in the days to come. Allow, Father, for your spirit to guide us and for us to be dependent upon you and not self. And we ask, Father, that you grant us wisdom so that we might see those that would pull us away from you. Mm are looking to do wrong. We pray, Father, that we would be an agent of the light and that we would be bright. And we ask, Father, that you 
would make every step on our path sure and true. We ask, Father, as well, that you would allow for us to make those good decisions even when we don't understand the importance of it. Allow us, Father, to know you better as we love others as you've loved us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.